Welcome to the Amazing Clocks Podcast on the Black Love Podcast Network. My name is Anthony Clark. And I'm Melanie Clark. And we are the, the Amazing, Amazing Clarks. Clarks. We're both award-winning certified life and love coaches. And we're a husband and wife duo that have been coaching together as a team for 22 years. And we've been happily married and passionately in love for 30 years. They yes. call us the Amazing Clarks because we empower people to live amazing lives yes we do and we are creating a love revolution and you are joining our show to get some love so you can learn how to live love and date better and spread more love on this planet we need that in our world yes we do yes we do and on today's podcast our main topic is death Mm. but before we get into that topic yes let's catch up with the clocks anthony how was your week let's start with you It's been great, but it's been a very emotional week Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. So, for example, whenever we are really taking off like our businesses and we're launching different projects, Mm -hmm. I go within. Yeah. Kind of go into my own world and I kind of check out. Mm -hmm. I know that sometimes that could come off like maybe I'm in a bad mood or (laughs) I'm depressed or something Mm -hmm. because I just shut down. But I'm not depressed or sad. I'm just inside of my head. Mm-hmm. And just thinking and working things out and visualizing, just doing a lot of energetic work, like really immersing myself. Mm-hmm. But it's been good. And I've been with you for 30 years. I pretty much know that when you shut down and you, you go dark on me, <laughs> that you're working <laughs> on something ops. that yeah. you're you're going within and you're doing your thing. I don't take that personally anymore. And I think that's really a big part of my personal growth. Like I'm not insecure in any way. So when you're quiet or whatever, I don't go, did I do something wrong? Is there something wrong? Are you mad? Are you upset? I don't think those thoughts anymore because you're allowed to shut down if you want to. And I just get out of your way and let you do what you want to do. And I always take it as an opportunity to do whatever I want. See you later. I'm gonna go do my own thing. You're doing your thing. Which is great, which is what I want you to do. I've noticed it, but I've just been keeping myself busy and letting you do your thing while I do my thing. And I've just been really excited about the stuff that I've been working on as well. Mm -hmm. So when I get really excited, that's when I really go within. Yes. And I'm just with all the possibilities. You've definitely been doing that. So for me, one of the things this week that's just had me over the moon excited is you got us Gaia TV. And we have just been nerding out mm-hmm. on some programming about the brain and energy and meditation. And I mean, I have been like a kid in a candy store. Like I've been watching Gaia behind your back. I cannot believe you. Yeah. Like when you go to bed, I got up I knew it. And I was geeking out on I brain knew science it. stuff and energy and law of attraction stuff and I'm ahead episodes way ahead of you. I know you are because I've been doing it too. Mm, and so I can oh, tell mm, when you've been mm, watching them ahead of me. Oh, God. How could you do this to me, girl? How could you do this to me? <laughs> First, I want to say one of the reasons that I want to talk about different perspectives when it comes to the topic of death is because I know a lot of people struggle with it. And this past week, I did some grief coaching Mm -hmm. for a young lady that lost her brother. It just makes my heart overflow when I can help people to make peace with situations or understand situations or get under the on the other side of their pain. Right. And I was able to do that with her. And it just reminded me of how many people need to hear some of the perspectives that I shared with her. Mm-hmm. that helped her like you're no. not going to take away the grieving you're not going to take away the no, pain no they want you to take it no away. and they don't want 
me to take it away. They don't want us to take it away. No. But sometimes you just need somewhere to go with it. You need new thoughts. You need to be able to fill in the blanks. And most of us can't fill in the blanks when it comes to the topic of death. So what are your feelings on it? You know, I remember being a kid and understanding that there was death, but not knowing what it was and being really afraid that it could just sneak up on you randomly. And I had this experience when I was a little kid. I went to a funeral with my father's mother, so my grandmother, and it was at a Baptist church. It was a black church, and I hadn't really ever been to a black church, and everyone was crying, and people were being filled with the Holy Ghost, and they were up dancing, and the music was loud, and people were falling on the ground, and I remember the wife of the person that had died was like laying on the casket crying, and it just freaked me out. And it just made me really, really scared. So for most of my life, I was afraid of death. You know, I remember as a kid from about eight to about 11, it was horrible. I was so freaked out by it. I remember that I would stay up at night, mm -hmm. just staring at the ceiling and just contemplating, trying to wrap my mind around mm -hmm. the concept of death. Yeah. And it would just freak me out. And it was like, wait a minute, that's just the end of it. Mm -hmm. Is this no more? Yeah. I don't get to see the family. I don't get to see my loved ones just done. Yeah. It really, really bothered me for many, many years. And I literally lost a lot of sleep mm -hmm. as a kid yeah. because of that. And my brain has always been like that. I'm like a hacker. Mm -hmm. My brain always wants to solve and hack things. Yep. I couldn't wrap my mind around that. But then when I was about 11, something really interesting happened. Hmm. I was sitting in the kitchen and something just said, look at your hands. Mm-hmm. And I looked down at my hands and I started moving my fingers. Then I started really paying attention to how amazing the fingers are and how they move. Mm -hmm. And then I thought about if I cut myself, it heals itself. This conversation in my mind just kept going on. Mm -hmm. And it brought me to the realization that whatever created me mm -hmm. loves me. Because it made sure that I'm protected. If I get cut, I heal myself. It gave me vision. I don't have to do anything to stay alive. If yeah. I get hurt... My body gets rid of the pain eventually. Mm -hmm. And the more I thought about this, the more in awe I became yeah. of myself, the closer I felt to whatever created me, which I, at the time, looked at it as God. Yes. And I realized that God that created this entire universe also created me and created me with love and care to make sure that I'm okay. Yes. And it just overwhelmed me. It was just like, oh. Mm -hmm. And I understood who I was. And I did when I was a little kid, like six, but then it, that, during that stretch, I forgot. Mm -hmm. But then it was like, I came back. Yeah. I knew that there's more. It's not just death. There could never be. Because whatever created me then, in this lifetime, it's not going to just be like, okay, dude, I'm going to look out for you in this lifetime. But after this, you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> you're on your own. Nope. It ain't going to do that. And so it's going to be with me for life. Uh, yes. And afterlife. Yes, very true. So that was my first real perspectives on death. Mm -hmm. And I don't even like to use the word death. From my perspective, it's just a transition. Yes, I agree. You know, it's interesting that you said that you were looking at your hands because when I was younger, like four or five, I remember looking at my hands and then looking out 
a window at night at the stars and thinking, this is not what this hand, this skin, this body is not what I am. I'm that. You're more than that meat suit? More than the meat suit. I'm the stars. I come from the stars. I remember having that belief Mm -hmm. and feeling very comfortable and confident with it. But then, like you said, as you get older, we forget where we came from. We get programmed, right? There's so many beliefs that are given to us, good and bad. And I'm going to be honest with you, what started scaring me was church. Because church started saying you're going to burn in hell and that that if you weren't good, you weren't going to go to heaven. And that really scared me as a kid. Yeah. You know, come to think of it, I think that added to mine as well. Yeah. That's what scared me. Because one day, uh, me and my friends, we were going to get some candy, Mm -hmm. hanging out. And these guys were like, hey, you guys want to watch a free movie? Mm -hmm. They were like, what? A free movie? And they had like a van in the parking lot. But Where was, was your mama at? That's all I want to know. Did your mama uh, not tell you to go up to vans and talk to people, even if they had a movie it, it, or candy it, it or puppies? <laughs> it wasn't a van van, like down by the river van. I'm going to have a talk it with your was, mom uh, it was, about this. <laughs> it was like a, a big RV. It was legit. It was a commercial thing. Oh, okay. We go watch the movie inside the RV. And the movie is not a movie movie. It turned out to be like a movie about hell. Oh. And it was church people. Mm-hmm. And the movie, the people underground, there were worms eating the people, oh. there was people chasing them. It just freaked me out. Yeah. So that played into me having, having fear. those fears and anxiety about yeah. death. That makes all the sense in the world, right? And I think that happens to a lot of kids because they can't really process the idea of religion. So they're just taking it in. And it's scary. It's right. really scary. But now that I think about it, the nightmares were bad, but it could have been worse. So, yeah. So we were both scared as kids, right? For me, something really happened in my life that made me want to understand death was when my father passed because I was already starting to understand spirituality. I was starting to read a lot about life and death. And when my dad transitioned, I felt his spirit. I felt it. I remember he was in a coma and and he wasn't going to come out of the coma, but I could feel that he was holding on. Mm -hmm. And my spirit said, tell him it's okay to go. And when I said that to him, like, it's okay to let go, dad, you know, we're going to be okay. I felt this peace show up and I felt his spirit leave his body. And I knew that it was just a transition. I knew it wasn't the end of my dad. I knew it was the end of my dad's physical body, but I knew it wasn't the end of his energy, of his spirit, of his consciousness. And that made me really, really curious. So when I get really, really curious, I read books. Mm. I go find a book on the topic and I read everything that I could read about it to gain as many new perspectives as I can. And then I was talking to a friend of ours, the same friend that gave us the big book of money. Mm -hmm. And that friend recommended a book called Journey of Souls. And when I read Journey of Souls, it all just clicked for me. Journey of Souls is a book written by a psychologist that was doing past life regressions for people. And he was hypnotizing them and they were remembering their past lives. They were remembering how they were reincarnated in different lives. One day he did a past life regression and the person when he went to do their past life They said, this is my first life. I don't have a past life. I've never incarnated before. So then he asked, well, where did you come from? And the person said, I came from spirit world and described this whole intricate, complex system of souls incarnating into bodies to grow and learn in this environment. And that just fascinated me. I just loved the book. And then the psychologist 
started doing past life regressions for every client to spirit world. And they all told the same story. It was the same complex system of incarnation, why we're incarnating, what information we're taking back to spirit world, how we're all connected. It was a concept of we incarnate into groups, soul groups. So people are always being attracted to their soul group. And when Mm -hmm. we don't have our soul group, we feel alone. Just was a beautiful, beautiful book about reincarnation. That just started to give me peace. Every time somebody would transition, I would try to connect to their spirit. And then I would read more books on it. I read another book called Dying to Be Me about a lady that she got really sick. And when it was time for her to die, she had a near-death experience. Mm -hmm. She came back and told what happened to her, which was pretty much exactly what they were saying in Journey of Souls happened in their reincarnations. And so I just kind of started studying it and just gave me a totally different perspective on why we transition. Something that happened that has been an amazing part of it in my life is you learned to channel years ago and you would channel for me and I would ask you questions. And one of the questions that I asked you was, what is death? And when you were channeling your higher self, the answer to me was so beautiful and it is my answer Mm. to life and death. And your answer was, it's being born backwards. And that just made me realize our perspective is that it's a loss, that transitioning is a loss, and that we're losing people, they're gone, it's over, and so we cry, we get Mm. sad, we mourn, but the idea is when a baby's born, we're not sad. We celebrate. We celebrate. Transitioning being being born backwards makes all the sense in the world to me. We're going home. That's even a religious concept, right? Like we're going back to where we came from. Right. And that's a celebration. We're energy and energy never dies. It moves into form and out of form. So the body is form. Right. So it just moves out of the body. And when energy comes out of the body, it becomes really high vibration, right? Mm -hmm. And so when we release our physical bodies, our spirits are pure love, pure joy, positive energy. But what do we do when we're in our bodies and someone transitions is we go low vibration. Right. And we cry. We're sad. We feel hopeless. We're grieving. Right. And we're already in a position where we're low vibration to some degree anyway because mm-hmm. of our physical body. Yep. I believe that we've been bamboozled. We've been <laughs> lied to about you think? how it really works. So mm-hmm. we've been taught to make the physical body who we are. Mm-hmm. The physical body is limited. Mm-hmm. And when the physical body dies, then we die. Yeah. Yeah. I never bought into that. We are eternal beings. Like mm-hmm. you said, mm-hmm. we're actually trapped in this body. If anything, it's like when you, we leave this body, mm-hmm. I have a knowing that that's when we actually will feel free. Yes. Like, oh God. And we'll look at this physical body and be like, I can't believe I was trapped in that little tiny physical body. Capsule. Yeah. Capsule. Mm-hmm. Where most people are taught to be afraid of that moment. That's actually a moment I believe we should embrace. Yes. That's actually something we should be excited about. Now, you don't want to rush the process. No, this is an experience. Anyway, Yeah. it's not something to run from. It's actually something to embrace. It's more natural than life. Yeah. With me, I had that experience that I've shared before where my grandmother, we would always have these debates Mm -hmm. and she was really hardcore Christian. Mm-hmm. Baptist, and I've always been more from the spiritual side. Mm-hmm. So we'd have debates and back and forth, and we enjoyed it. Yeah. She's a really intelligent woman. Then when she was in a hospital because she had cancer, 
and I went to visit her, the older lady in the bed next to us, she expired mm-hmm. right in front of us. And they mm-hmm. came in and they tried to bring her back. They couldn't. So they covered her up and took her out and made the bed back up again, mm-hmm. ready for the next person. And it was really awkward because my grandmother knew that she was dying too. Mm-hmm. We made an agreement that I know that there's more. And I told her, I may leave this planet before you. I could leave this hospital and get hit by a bus mm-hmm. and leave before you. Or you could leave before me. But let's make an agreement. Whoever leaves first is going to come back and contact the other person in a way that leaves no doubt to let us know that there's more and that you're okay, that you're in a good place. So she agreed. To make a long story short, at her funeral, everybody was crying. I was very excited Mm -hmm. because I knew she was free and I knew she had the answers. My heart, what she was experiencing. Mm -hmm. Everybody kept telling me like, hey, stop being a tough guy. It's all right to cry. It's all right. Then it's like, no, you don't get it. I'm happy. I'm not trying to cry. Mm-hmm. So then at one point, my mother was laying on me and she laid her hand on my head mm-hmm. and her big, heavy hand. I could feel it. It was on my head. Please don't say your mama got a heavy hand I don't hand mean heavy. Like I mean the heavy like, <laughs> <laughs> I meant heavy like a hand. She's going to listen to this podcast. Oh, I know. Uh, Ma, I meant heavy like a hand, Ma. Not like you got a big hand or anything like that. You don't. You have beautiful hands. Good job. Her hand was on my head. My head was down. Then mm-hmm. my neck started to hurt. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to just move my head real quick back up because mm-hmm. I didn't want to knock a hand off. Yeah. So I made it a point to do it very slowly, like very slowly. I moved my head up, took my time, probably took me about a minute to get it all the way up. Mm-hmm. And then when I looked up, my mother was on the other side of the bench crying on my sister's shoulder. She was nowhere she near was you. She was nowhere near me. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started bawling. And then mm-hmm. everybody was like, see, you let it out. It's okay. It's all right to be sad. And it's like, yeah. no, I'm not bawling because of that. I'm bawling because she just contacted me. And it's amazing. Yeah. And I know she's okay. And I'm happy. And it's more after life like I knew it was. Yeah. That was an amazingly powerful, powerful experience for me. Yeah. And I've had a bunch of them since then. But that one really. That one really yeah, stuck Yeah, that with one you. validated. And that's the thing is that we can have those experiences if we're curious. We're, we're being given clues that consciousness doesn't die. But for most people, they just get so sad. They're not open to those experiences. And so they're not having them, which is why I want to talk about this, because I want people to be open to these experiences. It was like when my father passed, I was really sad because my father was really tall and I'm really tall. And when I would see him, he would hug me, he would pick me up and he'd kind of swing me around. And it just felt so good to be hugged by my dad. And my father loved me a lot and I loved him a lot. So when he transitioned, it was so sudden that I missed him. And what I missed was his hugs. It just broke my heart that I thought I was never going to get a hug. And I kept saying, I just want one last hug. And I would go to bed sad at night. And one night you said to me, why don't you ask your dad for one last hug while you're going to sleep? Think about that and try to connect with him. And I was like, okay. So I was going to sleep and I literally fell asleep thinking, I just want one last hug from my dad. And I had this dream that I was calling him on the phone and his answering machine picked up because after he transitioned, I missed his voice and I would call and listen to him on the answering machine. Mm -hmm. So in my dream, I was doing that. I was listening to his voice on the answering machine, but then the answering machine started talking to me. Hello, baby. I came back to give you your last hug. I know you want one more hug, so I'm going to give it to you. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. And I'm okay, and you're going to be okay. You can let go. Just like you told me to let go, you can let go. And he hugged me in my dream. He just showed up. He appeared from the answering machine. He showed up. You know, dreams are weird mm-hmm. like that. And he hugged me, and I could feel him, and I could smell him. And when I woke up, I could still smell his cologne. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. I could still feel the feeling of him. It just took away my grieving. It was gone. I just was at peace with it. You know, I remember back then when your father passed. Mm-hmm. And I had never met your father. Right. And we were trying to meet before that in the early stages of us dating. Mm-hmm. And we just kept missing each other. Yep. But there was a part of me that down inside knew that we were supposed to miss each other. Mm-hmm. That we actually weren't supposed to meet in physical form. One of the reasons why is because from my perspective, we were supposed to meet energetically. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. And mm-hmm. I told you that. that yep. I didn't tell you for like many months in the beginning yeah. that I was in contact with your father. I was channeling with your father. Mm-hmm. It was one of the things that made me fall even more in love with you was because your father had a sense of he wanted more to give you more. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have enough time to love on you and to be there for you the way he wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And so when I was communicating with him energetically, spiritually, it was like, I'm going to do that for her. He wanted me to do that mm-hmm. for him. Yeah. So I've built this relationship with him and I'd never seen a picture of him or anything like that. One day you were asking me if somehow we were talking about it and I said he had white hair. Mm-hmm. I guess you showed me pictures or something that happened like that. And it was like, that was really cool. And because of my perspective, that's why I've always had the ability to tap into that, mm-hmm. to the higher realms, because I buy into the other story, the BS the, story. The, the belief the system that most people have, that death of the body is the end. Right. Now, check this out on top of that. Now, talk about being in alignment. Mm-hmm. Alignment is so important. Yeah. Because that's how you connect the spirit. Get your superpowers. Right. But if you're in a place of fear, mm-hmm. frustration, mm-hmm. anger, anxiety, you're not going to connect. Right. That's out of alignment. When we come into this planet as mm-hmm. babies, and then we kids, mm-hmm. they teach us there's this thing called death. Mm-hmm. And you need to be afraid of it. Yeah. And then we watch movies with people running from death. Yeah. And people trying to chase them to, give, to bring them death. Right. And then when you go, then this person is trying to kill you. And so it's like, I got to stay alive at any cost. I yeah. got to stay alive because I'm afraid of this thing called death. Yep. That everybody is going to eventually have to face. Right. Basically, that permanently takes you out of alignment mm-hmm. because subconsciously you're always in the back of your mind going, uh-oh, uh-oh, mm-hmm. uh-oh, 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 when's it going to happen? Now, later, tomorrow, yeah. now, yeah. later, tomorrow, yeah. it never turns off. Yep. So the body, the human body's designed to be in survival mode like that right? and that level of stress. I think that's something that most the, the society never looks at. But mm-hmm. for me as a thinker and a hacker, I look at that yeah, and it's like, whoa, this is not good people. This perspective of leaving our bodies being a scary, horrible thing. The worst thing that could ever happen. Right. That fear of death, it actually limits your ability to live while we're here. To live to your full potential and possibilities. Which is, I think, why it happens. It's a reminder. It's a reminder for us to live. It gives us a finite amount of time to have this experience. If it was infinite, we'd be like, eh, well, I don't do anything. Right. I but, try but, anything. but you don't have to be afraid. You don't still have, have to be afraid. You can still have that no. realization like the yes. clock is ticking. Let me get my money's worth. But to be in there like, oh, the clock is ticking. Oh, I'm trying to run from this thing. Yes. But here's because the you thing. you can't run from it. Here's the thing. We love brain science and the brain, if it does not have the answer to something, it's going to go into fear mode until it gets the answer. That's one of the reasons I want to have this conversation on the podcast, because it's a different perspective. Look at it, learn about it, read books, embrace it. There's a, a show out right now called Surviving Death on Netflix. That is phenomenal. It's all people who have had near death experiences and come back to tell what they experienced. The fear comes from the not knowing. 
what are the possibilities? And when people think it's the end, like that is going to be the end of me or the end of the people that I love, that can scare the shit out of you because yeah, of you don't know what the end actually means. Right. And so what encourages me is I've gathered lots of evidence. It is not the end. It is a return home and we have the option to play this video game over and over and over again. Does it make me not grieve? No. Does it make me not sad when somebody transitions? No. But it doesn't make me have that fear and hopelessness that I used to feel before I know what I know now. And I always make a point to shift my energy to a high vibration so I can connect with the people that I love and actually talk to their spirit. And I've been able to do that with pretty much everyone in my life that has transitioned. I've been able to connect with their spirit. And so for you guys, I wanna tell you how to do that. First, I wanna share this story. So one of my nephews, who was only 10 years younger than I am, transitioned around his 40th birthday. We were all going to Vegas to party and celebrate his 40th birthday and he had a heart attack and he died in Vegas. And I was a day late. My whole family was there and we were coming a day later. So when we, by, they called us and told us that he had passed and we went. Right. It was just so devastating because we were all geared up yeah, to we, party and have a great time. We just got back from New York. visiting, New, yeah, from New York. Yeah. And then we were going to go that night, that yeah. day, but then we're like, let's sleep tonight and then leave early Let's in the go morning. home first and right. then fly. pack, repack then and fly. change and right. then go to Vegas. And then he transitioned. And that one was really hard for me because like I grew up with him. I helped raise him and I just loved him so much. So, 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 so much. And I had the opportunity to teach Dave about energy and law of attraction. And Dave actually came up with the acronym EIP because I used to tell him everything is perfect, Dave. Everything is perfect, baby. And so he started saying EIP, auntie, EIP, auntie. And so he knew these concepts. And so he was very spiritually connected. So at his funeral, my sister asked you and I to do his eulogy. And we did. And we did this exercise. So we let everybody at the funeral know we're a spiritual family, not a religious family. So it's going to be different. So I have an exercise for you guys to do what I want you to do. And you guys can do this when it comes to the people that you love. I want you to put your hand on your heart and focus on your heart. And then I want you to think the happiest experience you ever had with that person. Close your eyes and think about the most fun time you ever had with that person so that he can connect to you mm -hmm. and he can give you peace in this moment. Right. And so we had everybody at the funeral do that, and they did it. Mm -hmm. And then when it was over, I think you read a, this beautiful poem, and it was great. And then the funeral ended, and then you know how everybody gets together after for the repast thing. And there was a line of people that came up to us and said, that was amazing. I felt him. Right. That was amazing. Like, I didn't know you could do that. That was crazy. And then they just told us beautiful stories about him, all the fun they had with him, how loving he was, how giving he was. Right. Mm -hmm. And that was so beautiful that we were able to do that. No, and right. we were able to help so many people get peace in that situation because we were all very sad yeah. that he transitioned. Exactly. But his time was done. He was, he was done. He did what he came to do. Yeah, exactly. Both of our nephews. Then yeah. we had my... Your nephew, Jerron. Jerron had passed and he was Oh, 30. my heart. Jerron was, was, was 29 when he 29. when he transitioned. Yeah. That was a tough one for me as well. Mm -hmm. Dave's and his. One of the reasons I realized it was so tough was because they were so young. Mm -hmm. You know, we're conditioned that 
the old go first. Yeah. And the young ones, they grow up and then they get old and they go. Mm-hmm. So when it's someone that's young, it messes you up even more. Absolutely. And the thing that helped me to deal with it, because even though I embrace it, mm-hmm. the whole transitioning, like you said, there's still sadness. Yes. I realized that a big part of that sadness was that I felt the sense of it wasn't fair. Yeah. Even though I know better, mm-hmm. but that mm-hmm. part of me is like, it's not fair. Yeah. Then I had to turn my perspective around because that was so out of alignment that it was like bringing me down. And it's like being out of alignment doesn't do anybody any good. No, no. It's not going to bring the other person back and it's not going to make me feel better. Right. In fact, it's going to have the opposite effect on me. Mm-hmm. The new perspective that I created, and I used it for myself. And since then, we've, I've used it with a lot of our clients and other people. And it's helped them a lot, too. Mm-hmm. and some you listeners, it might help you as well. I look at it like this. Since the beginning of time, how many babies have been born and died? How many people have been born and died? How many leaves? How many trees? How many birds? How many insects? How many animals? A lot. Mm-hmm. It's so much you can't even begin to count. And everything that comes in goes out. Yes, we look at it like we want to live to be 80, 90 years old. Mm-hmm. And we think, okay, if you die at that age, then it's a little bit better. Because you lived a long life. But the truth is, there are so many people that come into this world and that only live for a week. Mm -hmm. There are so many people that come into this world that only live for a day. There are so many people that have come into this world and only live for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. So if you have someone in your life where you've been able to spend 20 years, Mm -hmm. 15 years, 30 years, you are killing the game. Mm -hmm. You are winning. Yeah. You are blessed. It sucks that that person's not there, but you got a lot more than a lot of people get and have gratitude and appreciation for the time that you did have. Yes. And those moments that you did have because mm-hmm. you could have had nothing at all. So Absolutely. And I think that that is where people ultimately end up once they get on the other side of grief. Grieving is very personal and you have to do it in your own time. And everybody does it their own way. I've done a lot of grieving coaching. So Mm -hmm. allow people to grieve. Don't tell them to stop. Don't get awkward and weird. Tell them you love them. We have to get better at dealing with this. I think that's another reason that it's so scary is nobody knows what to say. You know, when I did coaching with this girl this week, one of the first questions that I asked her, how does it make you feel when people say to you, I'm so sorry for your loss about your brother? And she said, right now, I don't like it. And I said, why not? And she said, because I'm trying to get on the other side of it and they keep bringing it up and they get weird and they get uncomfortable. And then that makes me uncomfortable. And Mm. I feel like it's my job to make them feel better. I was like, wow, Mm. wow, that's true, right? People do, the the person that lost someone ends up consoling you. Oh, it's okay. Well, thank you for saying it. So just say, I love you. And I know this is hard. I love you. And I know this is hard. And if you need anything, I'm here. And so we got to get better at, encouraging each other, supporting each other. And I think this is just a really important conversation to have because we're all going to go through it. We're all going to have this experience in life. And if I could give anyone any tip on this, it would be talk to your loved one spirit. Try to move your energy to some place of happiness or happy memory so that they can connect to you because they're high vibration. So they have to come down to your vibration a little bit. But if you're so low, they can't reach reach you. you. And so bring your energy up so you can meet them where they're at and they will give you relief. Right. And that's exactly what happened with my grandmother. Mm-hmm. I, everybody you met else, her. You every, met her there. Everybody else was sad. Yeah. And when you're sad, that's a low vibration. That's a low frequency. Yeah. 
And like you said, when we leave this physical form and we're pure spirit, that's mm-hmm. a very, very high frequency. Yeah. Because at the funeral, I was happy. Mm-hmm. I was excited. Yeah. I was in alignment. I was celebrating her. That's very high frequency. Mm-hmm. So now, because of that, she's high frequency. I'm high frequency. She could connect to me. We have connection. Right. Yeah. That's why she was able to connect to me so well. Mm-hmm. Not just like little. She was able to put her hand on my head. Yeah. She was able to contact me in a way that was that intense, that real. Yeah. If I was sad or angry, then she wouldn't have been able to contact me. Yeah. And I would have missed it. Very true. So I know this is kind of a heavy topic that we're talking about, but I really want to encourage you guys, like, if you get a chance, watch the Surviving Death show. Amazing, incredible stuff. So watch that. And then I want to give you guys an exercise to do. If you have people that transitioned and that we no longer have their physical being, one of our life coaches told us she did this with her family member. I thought this was so yeah, beautiful. Yeah, I know where you're going with that. She said pretty much everyone in her family has transitioned besides her and her daughter, I think. So she doesn't have any family left. So what she did was she created notebooks for each family member and she put their name on it. And whenever she wants to talk to them, she journals to them. Love that. And she said it just gives her so much peace and it helps her. And I've done it. And it's awesome because you actually feel like you're getting to talk to the person. And energetically you are. And energetically you are. So that is your homework. Connect to your people. Let them know you love them and that you know that they are consciousness that lives on, their spirit lives on. And let them know that you want to connect. I always say this too. Tell your people you don't want to be scared. When I first started this stuff, I would feel spirits in my room. I'd feel the bed move. I'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Mm -mm. Uh, Don't be scaring me. (laughs) Don't be scaring me. You can connect with me in my mind. You can connect with me in a dream. You can connect with me through synchronicities. So you don't want the real deal. But I don't want to look over and see Dave sitting on the edge of my bed. Nah, Dave, I love you, <laughs> but I don't want to see you sitting on the edge of my bed. <laughs> Let's you. do this nice and easy, right. filled with love. You know what? I'm actually the opposite. You want that? I want the real thing. Why am I not shocked I by that? I want the real thing. Oh my God, I would love that. Would you? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I believe you. So I hope this was a valuable discussion for everyone did you enjoy it anthony i loved it i love this discussion too i loved it yeah i could do this all day yeah but it's something that i agree we need to have more of these conversations in our society yes don't be afraid i just want to leave you with this too the more fear and resistance you can remove from your life the better life you'll live and this is one of those things that gets all of us which is why i wanted to talk about it a little bit If you can find a perspective that does not feel so heavy and so painful, you will lighten up your own energy and you'll be able to attract more of what you want to attract. So it's super important that you clean up perspectives within yourself that bring you down to low energy. There is actually people nothing wrong with experiencing emotions. Very true. You can feel sad. You can feel angry. Mm -hmm. You can feel bitter. You can feel any emotion you want. That's part of the human experience. True story. You just don't want to stay yes. in that place. Get in there, experience what you can experience while you're there, and then get out. This was a great discussion. Thanks for having it with me, Anthony. And I think it's a huge part of helping people be high vibration and experience love and be in great loving energy. And that's what the love revolution is about. So we are doing it. There you go. We gave it to you. Now what you going to do with it? Thanks for tuning in to the Amazing Clarks podcast. Be sure to continue to follow us on social media at The Amazing Clarks. 
send us messages let us know what you want to talk about we're appreciating all of the love we're feeling it and yes, we're we giving it back to you guys so thanks for joining our love revolution be sure to rate and review our podcast yes you guys are doing great with that you're spreading the love keep it going keep it going and we'll see you next time guys see you next time Amazing Clocks Podcast is executive produced by Cody and Tommy Oliver. And produced by Crystal Hill and edited by Masu McLemore. <laughs>